Hey there, and welcome back. I am Dale Blankenship with the CooperCast podcast, the fun podcast for you, the mini motoring community. Hey, look, on this episode, we're going to have a little bit more of an in-depth introduction. Hopefully you heard the trailer. If not, jump over, listen to that little trailer real quick. It's a minute and a half. It's not going to kill you. So let's talk here about what we hope to do with the CooperCast podcast. We got a lot of stuff on deck here. Hopefully it's all going to work out good. Never know. I'm involved, so I'm going to play this stuff by ear. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about all the new mini models. Whenever there's something new coming along, we'll bring it out to you. The one good thing is there's some really good YouTube channels out there and some really good podcasts out there. I listen to them pretty much all. And there's some great information out there. I mean, really in-depth, down-in-the-weed stuff. And I appreciate that. But what we're going to do is we're going to repackage that and we're going to have some fun with it. And we're going to bring it out here to y'all. So when mindy has got new models coming out, like the new 1 to 6, uh, sadly, the end of the manuals. And 2024, Clubman's going to be discontinued, unfortunately. It won't be long before we lose the internal combustion engine, but yeah, that's on the horizon and that keeps getting pushed back. So don't freak the heck out of that quite yet. When we got new options coming out, Hopefully some new colors, yeah, some pretty boring colors. Thank God Zesty Yellow came along and kind of woke the brand back up a little bit. I really miss Electric Blue. I miss Laser Blue that our clubman was. I mean, really, many? How many damn shades of gray do we need? And what are we on, like, British Racing Green version 752 or something? Man, just make it green. Rebel Green's a cool-looking color. Let's throw a little bit of metallic in that, call it good, and let's go with it. One of the things that I hope to address in here is the maintenance aspect of minis. And man, if you've got a second gen mini, you know how much of a pain in the ass that can be. I got three of them, so trust me, I know. We can talk about maintenance needs, things you should do, things you shouldn't do, because sometimes that's more important than not. Talk about maintaining your tires, stuff just a simple check, like, yeah, you know, tire pressures, coolant levels, oil level. Again, I'm looking at you second gen owners. And obviously the cosmetic side, you know. I've got 40 years in the body shop world, 30 years as a shop owner, and now we have a detail shop, so I got a pretty good handle on that, so we'll be addressing the cosmetic side of things quite often, I'm sure. And we'll talk about the features that uh, that the minis have. I'm still baffled, and baffled is probably putting it mildly, that uh, we have second-gen mini owners and maybe some early third-gen mini owners that didn't even know they had that hidden compartment on the dash. And I know there's somebody out there going, hidden compartment? Yep, right above the glove box. Just push on that little part. It hinges up. You can hide stuff in there. It's a great little place to store things. Radar detectors hide in there good. It will also get into some of the settings on the stock. Uh, you can do a whole lot of stuff controlling the mini from that little button on the end of your turn signal switch. That little dude opens up a whole world of stuff that, uh, that keeps your mini being you. It can change your daytime running lights, your turn signals, your door locks. It's all kinds of things that thing takes care of. Your owner's manual, there's like, I don't know, 74 pages on just what that little stupid stalk button does. Pretty damn cool. Check that thing out. And one thing that I think is really important that we get into is the Facebook groups. Uh, Facebook group, it's, it's like a necessary evil. A lot of us know each other through Facebook. Facebook has really helped the mini community. Actually, every every car group, it's helped all of them grow. And it's, it's, it's a great resource, but oh my God, is it a pain in the side? Trying to be nice there. Is it a pain in the side to a lot of folks? There's a lot of advice. People will ask questions about, 
hey, I'm having this problem, or can I do that? And there's guys that, that I see it daily. Man, I'm telling you, I see it on a daily basis. People will ask a question and get absolutely horrible damn advice. I saw one the other day, guys. Well, I'm new to minis, but you have to do this or otherwise you get a, a check engine light. No, no, you won't. Shut up. If you don't know, really, shut the hell up. Maybe temper it by going, you know, I'm a new mini owner and, and I think I've heard this, but don't extol your stupidity as actuality because sometimes you could be wrong. And if you give somebody some bad advice and they end up screwing up something, you don't give a shit, but you know, that guy that just screwed up his stuff, wasted money, bought something that didn't work. That's kind of bad. So any advice you get on Facebook, not just for car stuff, but everything in general, I would kind of take that with a grain of salt or maybe the whole damn salt shaker. One other thing we'll talk about is how to spot scammers. Man, I tell you, I, I'm the admin and a moderator on about seven or eight Facebook groups. Many Clubman owners page, we had like 19,000 people on there. And I rule that thing with an iron fist. Nobody's getting in there that doesn't need to be in there. And we got 19,000 people and that thing runs like a Swiss clock. Oh my God, I, I love my Clubman group. There's such a great group of people in there. But we keep the scammers out and, and they spot and they keep an eye on everybody else. And oh, maybe... Maybe once a month, somebody will pop up and go, hey, there's a scammer on this page. There's the uh, Mini Roadster 2.0 Facebook page because there was a Mini Roadster Facebook page. And it got overrun with spammers and scammers. And there's no admins in there. They they all left. And it's it's a free-for-all. Yeah, go pop into the Mini Roadster Facebook group and see how much of a cluster that is. Hardly any mini content over there at all anymore. But anyway, the mini Roadster 2.0 page, it's one of my pages. It's moderated, runs smoothly. And some of the admins, some of the admins in these groups, they do a pretty piss poor job at keeping those people out. If somebody applies, boom, they let them in. Man, you gotta, you gotta vet these folks. Check their profile. If somebody's from Cameroon or Nigeria, yeah, chances are they're not really a legit mini owner. So keep an eye on that stuff. And that's one thing, just like anything else on Facebook, and I'm going to harp about this a lot. If you think you want to buy something from somebody, go check their Facebook profile. Look at their pictures. You'll see these guys that are selling mini parts. And God, these guys drive me absolutely bonkers. They'll have 50 pictures of, of things they have for sale. And if you look at the dates on when they added the pictures, 50 pictures were added on the same damn day. That's not going to happen. Also, look at the backgrounds of those pictures. Look at the floor that the, the parts are laying on or the walls are up against. You'll see 25 different backgrounds, different tables, different walls, different racks. And yeah, those guys are scammers and, and stay away from them. Another thing to think about on your Facebook group is if you ask advice, kind of lend a little bit more information than just a question. One of the things I see a bunch, what kind of fill in the blank should I buy? What kind of tire should I buy? What kind of brake should I buy? You know, we kind of need to know you a little bit. Do you drive spirited? Is your car just a back and forth to work car? Do you track the car? Do you autocross the car? Is it a multi-purpose car? Let us know how you're going to use the Mini, and we can let you know what kind of tires we think would work. Again, you're going to get 20 different answers when you ask a question from 20 different people. I'll tell you one thing I do on tires, just a little quick uh, heads up. TireRack.com. You can go in there and check everything about tires. You can check reviews. You can compare tires. You can check sizes. So about half you guys that pop in and post, what kind of tire should I buy? You can eliminate that question by popping over to the guys at Tire Rack. Now we'll also get in touch with some of the clubs that are out there. 
there's a bunch of clubs. There are new ones popping up every day. I think pretty soon there's going to be a club for every color on every model of mini there is. But there's some big ones that have been out there, been established for a while. Like, for example, our local club, Hampton Roads Club Mini, or HR Mini, as a lot of us know it by. We're pushing over 20 years old. We were established in 2002 when the minis first came out. Little quick fun story is it used to be Hampton Roads Minis, and apparently Mini or somebody had an issue with that. So we had to throw the word club in there. So then we became Hampton Roads Club Mini. We could have done Hampton Roads Mini Club, but yeah, that's kind of boring. Everything's a something club. So our Hampton Roads Club Mini. Now, not everybody should join a club. Not everybody should join every club. Some clubs are kind of cliquish. You may not fit in. You may. You don't know. I would give everything a try. There's different ways you can set clubs up like us at HR Mini. We're basically just a big bunch of people that got together and decided we have a shared interest in minis. So, boom, we have a mini club. Some of them are regimented out. They got the 501c3 designation. They're incorporated. They got articles of incorporation. They're, they're, They're legal out the wazoo. And that's cool. A lot of clubs run and love that way. And there's all kinds of variables in between. We don't have officers in HR Mini. Our motto is, if you plan it, we will come. Some clubs have officers. And I always wonder about that because if somebody wins, I mean somebody loses. And if somebody loses, are they going to leave the club? So, yeah, I've never been a real big fan of that. But again, a lot of clubs make it work and it works well for them. So no harm, no foul. And while we're on the topic of mini clubs, let's talk about mini runs, putting on a run. There's a bunch of different ways to do it. I've been doing our fall colors run now for about 13 years. It's a weekend long run. We have a good time doing that. There's a certain etiquette that you should actually follow as a participant. One of the strong rules we have is no jackassery. We are pretty good at policing ourselves. So if you do some dumbass stuff, yeah, we're going to call you out on it. And we're probably going to invite you to leave. The biggest thing that, that I make sure that I do as a run leader is our runs are safe first, fun second. We'll figure out a way to have fun. We got to make sure it's safe first. And if you're the guy putting on the run, you've got to make sure that everybody can follow you. You don't run off and leave everybody. I've been on runs where you come to a stop sign, you make a right, the leader takes off, second guy takes off, third guy takes off. If you're the 10th, 12th, 20th guy back there, you've got to haul ass to catch up to him. So one thing that I do on my runs is once I make a right, I will kind of poke along until I see about half the cars come out and we'll pick up the pace. Another little quick tip, keep a mini in your mirror. That's another important thing. If you make the turn and that guy behind you didn't see you make that turn, even if he's got a route sheet, he might miss you. Slow down, make sure the guy behind you sees that turn. Use those turn signals. We'll have a whole episode or more probably on putting on a run, run etiquette, how to make a nice smooth event that everybody can enjoy. And clubs are made up of what? They're made up of people. A lot of you folks know people in mini groups, and man, I'm telling you, if you know some of them, they are an absolute riot. I swear, I try to explain some of the people that are in clubs to my my non-mini friends, and I know they, they think I'm lying to them. Like, there's no way that guy's real. I'm telling you, that guy's really real. So we're going to have an interview with some of these people. We're going to get you kind of introduced to people that make the mini scene happen. Some of these people are my best friends in the absolute world. I, I've met some of the nicest people. And I mean literally from every single walk of life. And I cherish these people as some of my closest friends ever. And we'll talk to some of those people in the mini clubs, as well as people in the mini community as a whole. And where would mini be without racing? As I'm recording this, it's the anniversary of the mini winning the Monte Carlo Rally. With Patty Hopkirk and Rano Altonen, they set the world on its ear when little teeny mini went to Monte Carlo and kicked everybody's butt. 
So in that vein, one thing I plan on doing this year is keeping up with the guys at the John Cooper Works Racing Team. That's Lewis Pericarpi and the guys. Matter of fact, he just got through having a uh, contest to where folks in the mini community could name the different race cars. And that, that was pretty cool. So all the cars have names now. So, you know, they have numbers. Numbers are secondary. We all name our cars. Speaking of that, next episode up. There's a whole episode on naming your Mini. Some people think that's mandatory. Some people think it's the dumbest damn thing in the world. It is what it is, man. We have fun with our cars, right? Name the damn car. Another hot new topic with the uh, the racing community is SCCA's B-Spec. My buddy Frank Schwartz up in Michigan. He's kind of leading the charge for the Minis and B-Spec in general. Frank's a racer from way back. He used to be an autocrosser down here in Hampton Roads in a little Ford Fiesta of all things. So he's a good driver. He's a good car guy. He's been in the automotive industry for a while. So that's going to be a real good feather in the cap of B-Spec to, to become something pretty damn impressive. And of course, we always have the autocross world. Minis always kick button autocrosses. We also have our little local thing here at our local speedway, Langley Speedway in Hampton, Virginia, called Oval Track Drag Racing. I used to do that 100 years ago. I dominated that back in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s in a big old Camaro that I've got. And we have Jeremiah Thomas and his monster mini won the championship this year in that. He just came out his first year and just dominated the, the whole series. We have two things on that. We have a time attack, which is two laps of qualifying, basically. And then we have oval track drag racing. It's the wildest thing, man. We've been doing it for 40 years now. You lay a set of cones out, so you have an inside and outside lane. Throw the green flag, first car back around. You got to stay in your lane. You can't hit a cone. You don't want to hit the wall, but unfortunately that happens every now and then. First car back wins, keeps on racing. Jeremiah, like I said, he's dominated. If you get a chance, check out Wacky Wednesday. We do it on Wednesday nights, of course. Makes sense to call us Wacky Wednesday. But Langley Speedway, Wacky Wednesday, you can pull it up on uh, YouTube. It's pretty wild. And there's other other uh, tracks have it, some up northeast. Down in Florida, they also do it. But uh Oval track drag racing is a is a pretty cool thing. And we talked about Facebook earlier. So we'll have questions from Facebook. I'm going to get a lot of, at least I hope to, going to get a lot of input from the different Facebook groups. So if I see questions in there, we'll bring it up on here and, and we'll we'll post the questions into the uh, the podcast and we'll post it back into our Facebook page, which, by the way, if you haven't gone to it, the Coopercast Facebook page, we have our Facebook page. So we'll have polls and questions in there. So, you know, hop into that, like that, follow that. We'll get some inquiries from the different Facebook groups. And yeah, we might make fun of a few guys. And hell, if I'm involved, I know folks are going to make fun of me. So that just is what it is. But again, we're going to do this. and We're going to have a hell of a lot of fun doing it. Now, one more thing we'll talk about. We have some really great vendor folks in the mini community. Folks like Detroit Toon, Way Motorworks, Out Motoring, Helix. I know we're leaving some out. But we'll get those guys involved. Maybe we'll get them on, have an interview or two with them. And hopefully we'll get some vendor discounts. Save you all a buck or two when you buy your stuff. And while we're at it, we're also going to have an episode on buying through the internet crap, like Rock Auto and Timu and Alibaba, all that garbage, versus supporting those that support the sport. So look for an episode coming up on that. That's going to be a pretty hot little topic, I think. And one of my favorite things of, of all times is going on a mini run. If you have it, you need to go on a mini run. Um, first of all, you need two-way radios. We'll have a, a podcast about the two-way radios. But we'll have discussions about mini events. Now, I'm not talking, you know, running out to get, get ice cream or, or pizza with your friends in your local mini club. We're talking about the bigger events here. Obviously, mini takes the states. That's front and center. That's coming up in July. But there's plenty of other fantastic 
many runs that that I've been to most of these, and I'm going to get to the rest of them sooner or later. And we got a laundry list of them. So let me let me just run through this list of of many events. Um, one of the big ones, Minis on the Dragon. That's always a hot topic and a lot of fun. Minis on top up north. We have a good time up there. Been to that one time. Need to get back up there. Minis in the Ozarks down in Arkansas. If you haven't been to that, go to that. That's a fantastic place. Minis take Vermont. Haven't had a chance to do that, but that area up in the northeast is absolutely gorgeous. I plan to hit that, if not this year, next year, probably next year. Minis take Bucks County up in Pennsylvania. Fantastic run. I've done that once, and I feel bad I haven't been back up there again. Minis at the Glen. If you haven't been to Minis on the Glen, damn it, go to Minis on the Glen. Rob Loudon's been trying to get me to go up there for a good number of years, and I finally went this year, and it totally pissed me off. I had a great time. Don't get me wrong. That sounds bad. But it pissed me off that it took me this long to get up there. So if you haven't done Minis on the Glen, open that spot up. Find it on your calendar. Go to Minis on the Glen. If nothing else, you get like three laps around the Watkins Glen racetrack. That was worth it altogether. But gorgeous area. Minis on the Glen do that. Helen Blitz down in Helen, Georgia. It's usually one of the first events of the year. If you haven't done Helen Blitz, do Helen Blitz. It is a gorgeous place. Fantastic food down there. It's a little Bavarian-themed city. And they do some good runs out in that area. Helen Blitz. Highly on my recommendation list. Minis take the Beltway. That's up in the D.C. Now, you know, it's it's dumb and it's stupid and it's busy and it's a lot of traffic and it's a big wide road and it's a pain in the ass. But it's for a fantastic cause. It helps support veterans. And the guys at D.C. Metro Minis do a great job of that. I've done that three or four times. Just did it last year. And I will certainly do that again. That's I, I highly recommend Minis take the Beltway. H.R. Mini, we have our fall colors run. Been doing it since, I guess, probably 02, 03, maybe. I've done it the last, I don't know, 10, 12, 13 years. It's a weekend-long run, usually Friday night, Saturday, Sunday run, up to the western part of Virginia and to West Virginia. The Tar Heel Mini guys, they're bringing back the Blue Ridge Parkway Tour. 469 miles from one end of the Blue Ridge Parkway to the other. One year, they'll go north to south. The next year, they alternate, goes south to north. It's usually Father's Day weekend, and you're driving the same road for three days, it sounds boring as hell. It is an absolute blast. Last time we did it, I think it was like 45 minis. You stop at all the neat overlooks and all the neat scenic things along the Blue Ridge Parkway. And never mind, the road's pretty good and the scenery is gorgeous. So Blue Ridge Parkway tour, put that on your agenda. Another Western Virginia run is the uh, Southwest Virginia Mini Group. Does minis take Mountain Lake? I've never been to that. It always I, We always have something that uh, conflicts with that. So I haven't made that, but I've seen the pictures. I've talked to people who have been there. So Minis Take Mountain Lake. It's at the uh, the resort where Dirty Dancing was uh, filmed. So you have the history as well as the scenery there. Neat looking run. Tar Heel Minis also puts on Minis Slay the Sleeping Dragon. It's a fall dragon run. A lot more intimate. The vendors aren't there. It's maybe, I don't know, a third of the people as normal. Fall is setting in, so the colors are changing a little bit. And there's a little bit less traffic out there. So uh, Mini Slay the Sleeping Dragon, I would recommend that. Minis in the Mountains, that's always a neat run to make. That's out west. So I would, would recommend if you're headed out in the uh, the Colorado areas, generally when that's run, where that's run. So I would maybe check Minis in the Mountains out. And there's always Minis on the Mac. That's a pretty cool run. We've done that, I think, twice. It's a neat run. They've gone for the uh, Guinness World Record. Uh, of minis in a in a parade. 
I don't know how accurate that's going to be, but it's still an event with a hell of a lot of minis at it. And that part of Michigan is pretty cool. Take a little trip over to uh, Mackinac Island. That's worth the trip there. And then the Great Ice Cream Run. That usually comes up after the Blue Ridge Parkway Tour. And it's a week-long run, and they leave from Staunton, Virginia, which is where the Blue Ridge Parkway ends. And these guys, literally, it's, it's a week-long run up to Maine. They have ice cream like three times a day. So if you like ice cream and you like minis and you like driving and you really like the Northeast, check out the Great Ice Cream Run. That is a really, really cool run. I'm going to do that one of these damn days. And then, sadly, we have some events that, that aren't happening anymore. Uh, down in Orlando, Sunshine Minis used to do Mickey and Minis. Get it, Mickey and Minnie Mouse. It was headquartered at uh, Orlando, and it just got to be too much of a pain to put on. So it kind of went by the wayside. But that was cool because it was usually my birthday weekend, so we love that. Our son worked and lived down in Orlando, so we got to go down and hang out with him. And I also got to hang out with all my crazy Florida mini guys. There was a event that I wanted to make it out to one time and never did, a mini vacation in Vegas. Minis go to Vegas. What could be better than that? I mean, you got Vegas, you got minis. I, look, I'm telling you, I'm, I wish that hadn't gone away. Hopefully somebody will revive that one of these days, but uh, a mini vacation in Vegas, that was on my radar, just never got to make it to that. And over across the pond, as they say, many used to do years ago, we would have many takes the states on one year, and the alternate year, they had minis united, and that was an event over in Europe somewhere. They had Silverstone in England one time. They had it in the Netherlands. They, they moved it around to different venues. If you were a U.S.-based mini owner, they would have a, a package that you could get to go to Minis United. And I know several folks that did that and had an absolute blast. Sadly, that went by the wayside. Hopefully, they'll bring that back, but it's not very likely. And another event that was absolutely bonkers. I mean, I, I used to love watching the lead up to it and then all the, all the, the pomp and circumstance of it. And that was the London to Brighton run that the, uh, I forget the name of the club did. It'll come to me sooner or later. But the London to Brighton run was a fantastic run. It was actually a lottery system to get in. You couldn't just show up and go. You had to get allowed to go, which sounds kind of obnoxious, but they would have people come from all over Europe to do the London to Brighton run. A lot of classic minis, a lot of BMW minis. They looked at them totally different than we do over here. They're definitely two different camps. The mini guys that had the classics and the mini guys that had the BMWs. Uh, they were two different breeds of folks, and they kind of co-mingled when they had to. It wasn't something they liked to do. I think they kind of tolerated one another. Whereas over here, you know, hell, we love all minis. But uh, yeah, things a little different over there, but it is what it is. But sadly, all the regulations being down in London kind of put an end to the London to Brighton run, which is a real shame because it's been going for a long, long time. It was a really neat run. Folks loved it. They would camp out. It started at the Crystal Palace. Google that. I mean, it was just, it was just a great-looking run. Sad that went away. But those are the kind of topics that we'll be looking at on the CooperCast. I hope you guys find time to, to tune in, listen, give us a like, subscribe, follow us on the Facebook channel, and keep an eye on us. We'll be on all the podcast platforms sooner or later. Apple Podcast takes a little while to get things in. We're on most everything else now. Hey, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate you listening. I know you got a lot that can be keeping you busy. We appreciate you letting us borrow your ears for a little while. Hopefully, if everything goes good, we'll have a CooperCast podcast every other week. Shooting for the first and third Tuesdays is what I hope to get this out. We may do once a week. We'll find out. And we'll do some little bonus pieces in there. So don't just look for us on those specific Tuesdays. Something neat comes up. Something important comes up. 
boom, we'll throw a bonus episode in there. So, hey, look, keep an eye on us. Again, the CooperCast podcast, the fun podcast for the mini community. That's you guys. My name's Dale Blankenship. I really appreciate you tuning in. Hope to see you soon. Until we talk next time, motor safely and hey, don't forget to wave. <laughs>